welcome to Women With Books. I'm your host, author, Lindsay Emery. It's November! What? How? When? Why? <laughs> yeah, I do you feel like that sometimes? Uh, I've taken a few weeks, uh, the last few weeks, and recalibrated my life from a book release mindset to a next thing mindset. Um, if you follow enough authors, you'll know that book releases can just take a lot of time and energy out of our lives. And as exciting as it is, and I mean, I kind of, I kind of miss it while it's after it's gone. Um, I even told my agent that I was bored afterwards. And, and I think she was a bit um, dumbfounded when I said that, but I meant that it it's just, there's so much going on. You've got newsletters, you've got emails, you've got interviews, you've got promo, you've got all these things that you need to pay attention to. And then the book releases and it's like, whoosh, this adrenaline just dies down and you wonder what you have to do with your life. Um, but yeah, so that happened at the beginning of October. And then I had to take a little time and recalibrate and go focus on the next thing. And you're probably asking, oh, Lindsay, what's the next thing? And that's a really good question. I, of course, still have lots to promote for The Royal Runaway. That actually has not, it's died down slightly, but it doesn't ever really die down. So um, I'm still keeping up with a lot of the promo and marketing I I was doing for that. Um, In fact, oh, (laughs) I should probably mention this. I announced it last week, but honestly, I've almost forgotten it because I was sick in bed, like really sick, Um, lying in bed, don't really remember people coming, like my kids and my husband coming in and out of the room and I didn't really even remember it, but I get alerts on my Garmin watch when certain people email me. And one of those people I have set for an alert is my agent, because let's face it, when she emails me, those are usually things that I need to uh, know about. So last Monday I was in bed and I get the alert from my agent and I go, oh, oh, I need to pay attention to this. So I drag my sick, weary body out and read it. And it's a big announcement that has come out in Deadline Magazine that my book, The Royal Runaway, has a film option and a production company and a director attached and that I need to let the world know about it. Um, Now, of course, I've known about this for a while. These things... You may have gleaned when I've talked to other authors with film deals like Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan and Terry Wilson and Christina Lauren, all these fabulous women authors that, um, I, you know, I've been talking to them about their movies and sometimes they can't say stuff and sometimes they were like, I don't even know how to answer that question. This film stuff is weird and, um... It's a whole new world, it's a whole new um, schedule, it's a whole new set of vocabulary, and like a lot of the publishing deals that authors can't usually talk about, sometimes we can't talk about film stuff either, film TV. So, but now I got the go ahead, it was in Deadline Friggin' Magazine, my gallery books and Simon & Schuster have reported on it, the production companies, and everyone's been talking about it, Um, The Royal Runaway, has a film option and a production company and director and I can finally announce it. So, wow, so exciting. Yay, I hope you're all cheering while you're on the treadmill or driving around. Um, It was really exciting and it really did make me laugh that this is the glamorous life of an author. Um, I'm sick as a dog in bed and I keep like lifting my head up every once in a while to tweet. Instagram (laughs) and everyone was being so kind and I do think all that wonderful energy like people were liking it and retweeting it and I think I still have some emails to send back because people were emailing me I'm sorry I didn't get back to you but like I said things just um yeah (laughs) I had to focus on repairing my flu-ridden body oh my gosh um so hopefully that will be a next thing 
fingers crossed. Um, hopefully there will also be other royally good news to share in the upcoming weeks or months. Um, you know, I don't know about it. And uh, until I do, I can't say anything about it. But keep keep me uh, keep all good thoughts on on me and mine. Uh, I'm also working on some big guests for this podcast. I'm so excited about what's coming up. I have scheduled the season to go into January because that's kind of the way my guests worked out. Uh, A lot of them have releases in January. Hint, hint. Um, But that's cool. I'm just going to do a lot of the work ahead of the time. So I'm not editing podcasts while I have guests and uh, like house guests and things for Christmas. And I'm writing a new thing again. Uh, I decided to take advantage of NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month, and uh, see how many words I could get out because I haven't really been writing steadily. Um, As I said, book release kind of sucked a lot of energy out of me and I was editing a book, so that kind of was my early fall. And now I can kind of focus on getting new words down again, which which is always fun. Uh, I wanted to make a quick reminder to sign up for my Women With Books newsletter. That link is in the show notes. I've been noodling some ideas to put more content in the newsletter, including more book recommendations, uh, if you guys would be interested in that. I know I always talk about, I've, I've kind of played around with different ways to put the links to the books recommended on the podcast. Um, I think I've finally figured out a way to do it in the newsletter. Um, so if that's interesting to you to just get the books recommended from the podcast straight into your inbox, go ahead and sign up for that. Um, also, I just wanted to re- let everyone know there is totally an open door policy here at Women With Books if you have a book you would like to recommend. Um, you know, just email me or post it on the Women With Books Facebook page and I'll make sure that that gets either transmitted to the newsletter or you know transmitted out into the world because I'm really would like to be that amplification. So if you have read a book recently that has made you laugh, cry, um, feel all the feels, you know even if it's not wouldn't fit under the women with books purview, uh, let me know about it and we'll we'll try and get the word out because as I always say, that's kind of the greatest joy of me doing this show <laughs> is is spreading the gospel of really good books. Now, this week's podcast is, uh, you may have noticed from the title, I don't know what I'm going to title it yet, but um, it's another special edition that I'm so excited to share with you. You've heard my good friend, historical romance and women's fiction author Julia Kelly on this podcast before when she's had her books come out. Um, And earlier this fall, late summer, she told me that she was going to be starting a podcast with her sister. And which really excited me because see, Justine is Julia's sister and she's a book blogger and I'll put all the links to where you can find her stuff in the show notes. And I know from Justine's blog that she has totally different book tastes from Julia. Justine reads a lot of fantasy and sci-fi, and Julia reads more romance and women's fiction. Now, there's been some crossover. You'll you'll hear it. But primarily, they both have their lanes. And their new podcast is called You're Never Going to Read This. And it's two sisters. The premise is two sisters giving... Uh, reading recommendations to their sister to kind of see what they're going to pick up or yeah, you're never going to read this, but I'm going to recommend it to you anyway. And like I said, when I heard about it, I immediately told Julia, this is something women with books, uh, my women with books audience wants to know about because hey, more book podcasts. Um, so I, I at least knew I was going to tell you guys about it, put it in the newsletter or what, what have you. And then Julia invited me on to be a guest. And then I said, why don't you just give me that audio and I'll sh- just share the, <laughs> the episode. So here it is. Um, a very special crossover episode of You're Never Going to Read This and Women with Books. I really hope you enjoy it.
welcome to another episode of You're Never Gonna Read This, the podcast of two book-loving sisters who never read each other's recommendations. I am the author, Julia Kelly. And I am the blogger behind IShouldReadThat.com. I'm Justine. Today we're doing something a little special. We've invited our very first guest onto the podcast, which is pretty exciting. Um, and our, <laughs> our guest is <laughs> Lindsay Emery. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited. I can't. Am I really your first? You are, yeah, uh-huh. very first. I feel like I should so. have bought you dinner or something. I don't know. <laughs> Transatlantic. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, we're pretty excited about this because Justine and I have been talking to each other a lot and trying to persuade each other about the books that we um, want the other to read, but we haven't uh, had a third opinion in here. So I'm pretty thrilled. And I'm also really excited because you've got some pretty big stuff happening this month, including the release of a book. Uh, you want to tell us about it? Sure. Uh, my book, The Royal Runaway, is releasing on uh, October 9th or 9th of October, depending on which um, country you're in. And which date format? Yes, which date format? It's well, that's a whole other thing. But um, it is being released around the world uh, with a couple different covers, uh, depending on where you are, and um, it will be very exciting. It is a story of a princess of a completely made-up country. So don't <laughs> at me that. It's not realistic because I get to make it up. <laughs> also, it's about a princess. I mean, it can be about whatever you want it to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How many of us actually know what that's like? Uh, well, I do. And you will, too, when mm. you read my book. Um, <laughs> and it's a princess who uh, starts off with she is jilted at the altar on her big royal wedding day. And then it kind of follows from there, you know, finding out why she was jilted, who did the jilting, why they might have sent other, you know, all, all the things she gets whisked down, uh, adventure, suspense, mystery, and more romance. So that is it. And this is um, a bit of a departure from the last couple of books that you had uh, come out, which were more on the um, cozy mystery uh, side with but actually, you know what? This is this has. I've read this book, so I should know this. But um, <laughs> it definitely has a really strong mystery to it too. So I'm thinking of it more along the lines of like women's fiction romance, um, maybe some Meghan Markle in there a little bit. But it's it, it's definitely a mystery. So I take everything back that I said. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of mystery amped up or romance amped up. I mean, I I just got the idea of you know, like I said, I I dreamed this idea of this princess who was. Um, jilted on her wedding day and then her sneaking out of the castle and I'm like well, what what would she find what would she, what is she looking for who why how would people treat her and um and I just kind of smushed all the my favorite things about books into one book <laughs> sounds amazing thank you <laughs> so Justine I have to say has been really jealous because I got to read this a while ago uh, and I actually have a copy of it in my house and she does not so <laughs> I have one via NetGalley now because your UK publisher put it up on NetGalley and let me tell you my finger hit that request button so fast oh wonderful <laughs> so technically I kind of have a copy of it and I'm really looking forward to it because it just sounds like something that I would just really really love especially because it has those mystery elements to it yeah the mystery elements and you know I do think that when I was trying to just dis- just dis- decide how I was going to describe this book. I do think you are a fantasy lover, and I do think these royal stories have kind of that element of fantasy in that you are creating this whole new world that you get to make the rules out of. You get to make up history and titles and, you know, subplots that no one else gets to say they aren't true. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I would say, you know, maybe contemporary fantasy is my new genre I'm making up. I love that. That sounds great. Well, and you make a really good point because the world building in this book is so incredibly strong. I mean, it really is incredible. You, I don't know what your book Bible for this looks like. I should have asked you the last time I saw you (laughs) to show it to me because just between like the history of this country and the ruling family and all the different things that happen and the palaces and the names, I mean, it's, it's so layered. It's incredible. Yeah, I think um, I have been encouraged, possibly by you, Julia, to write that book or to compile that story Bible. I have not yet done it. I have been working on projects. And, you know, there's it's it's such an arrogance, right, of an author to be like, it's all in my head. It's fine. <laughs> but it's, it's not. I need to sit down and spend um, some quality time with me and Scrivener and some 
control finds and <laughs> well i'm i am just as bad so i'm the, the first to give advice about write down the names of your characters and the last one to actually do it properly so as my copy editor will, t- will tell you when trying oh. to edit my timelines i do think i have a couple of um uh, hacks i think i'm going to use so one was when the book was copy edited they made like they make a list of names and characters and places that are in the book so they can make sure they keep track of that and then also um when the book was uh prepared for audio they made a list of the foreign sounding words that they needed pronunciation guides for so i think with with those two things i might be able to smush those together and have the good skeleton of of the bible um well we'll hope well get back to me after (laughs) i start that (laughs) No, definitely. We won't hold it to hold you to it, but it is definitely something that I think all of us uh, wish we had while we were writing along. So um, I also wanted to talk about a uh, wonderful podcast that you host as well. And actually, you are very much uh, part of the inspiration for why we decided to do this podcast. True. Um, because you, I mean, you just, you have, okay, I'm going to let you describe what it is, but I'm just going to say you have the best guests on. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I do have the best guests. They are, they become the best when they say yes to being on the podcast. <laughs> uh, my podcast is called Women With Books, and I started it um, just to have the conversations I wanted to have about books and with authors. And, you know, it's really just kind of me as an author and an avid reader going, you know, reading a book and going, oh, man, I really want to talk to them about that. And so, you know, how, what better way than to create a podcast and, you know, strong arm them into (laughs) conversations. Um, Why not, right? Yeah. I mean, they want to talk about things too, generally. And if I ask somebody and they don't want to talk about it, then they are not the best guests. So that's fine. (laughs) There you go. So um, would you mind telling the people who are listening some of the some of the names you've had on? Um, And I, you know, I can squee accordingly um, based on (laughs) based on my own fandom. Oh, my gosh. Um, You're going to put me on the spot. I should probably pull them up. I'm sorry about that. No, I mean, Sarah McLean uh, and Tessa Dare for historical (laughs) romance. I know. Um, I've had Christina Lauren, Penny Reed, um, some fantastic um, women's fiction authors like Carrie Lonsdale, Chanel Cleeton. Oh, Emmy Riker, Amy E. Riker, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, Who's always so much fun to listen to because she always talks about food or um, cider and beer and things like that. And it just, I walk away from those podcasts being like, I want all the things. She's fantastic. <laughs> and honestly, I think, well, a lot of my auth- all, a lot of my guests, I once we get off the um the air, you know, once we stop recording, I, I will tell them, I'm like, you should have a podcast because you are so good at talking and you've got such varied interests. And Amy, I think, was one of the people I said, you should have, you're natural, you're ebullient, you are enthusiastic, and you love books and food. And I mean, hi, Amy, if you're listening, you need to have a podcast about <laughs> books and food. Cause... Yes. <laughs> I vote yes. I know. Um, but of course, I've also had this really, really, tr- I mean, speaking of historical romance, uh, Julia Kelly was on my podcast. So <laughs> Who's she? She sounds weird. Oh, no, no. You should... <laughs> Spoken like a true little sister. You should always <laughs> listen to her recommendations. Yeah, and read them shamed. too, Justine. I feel <laughs> shamed. Do you see very, feel very seen in a negative way? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm working on it. I so the first episode that Justine and I recorded together, I was listing off all these books that she's recommended to me and I've read. And she tried to do the same, and she was like, oh, no. I had, like, three, and you had, like, seven. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. But anyway, and it is what it is. Are you getting close? I mean, you, so you've, you've recorded a couple episodes, which I haven't gotten yes. here yet. So have you begun to see the other side, or are you just, like, doubling down and, and saying, no way? <laughs> I think both of us are. I think we've... Um, for, I don't know about Justine, but for me, it's definitely been a balance of trying to read the, all the things that I would like to read anyway, um, and various, you know, friends' books and uh, advanced reader copies I picked up at RWA and all that stuff. And then it's also the balance of Justine's recommendations, as well as um, I'm still, I feel like I still have so much to learn about the genre that I write in. Um, I'm just trying to read as much as I possibly can. And um, so it's it's definitely a balancing act. But yeah, we have been able to successfully um, go through a few of each other's books. So I am almost done with my first one. And 
of course, I picked for my first book of Julia's the 600-page one. <laughs> but I'm almost done. I'm in the home stretch. We were talking about it earlier. I'm, I'm so close. And then hopefully a few of the other ones will be a little bit shorter. <laughs> oh. Well, I will listen to those episodes so I can learn more about it. But I'm well, here's the downside of having a book co- podcast. And I think, Julie, you've, you've talked about it. And Justine, you've probably... Um, identified this as well being a blogger is that sometimes you have to read things for quote-unquote book work and sometimes you can't just be impulsive and or you know if read what you want if something else comes across your desk but then you do and then you're behind on what you need to be blogging or researching and yeah (laughs) that's maybe 50 percent of the conversations i have with justine just me and just in 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 panic well, my problem is, is that I, so I read a lot of advanced copies for specifically for the publication date. Um, but I also pre-order copies of books that I, you know, would really like to read and didn't get advanced copies of or, or whatever. And so all these beautiful books come in. I'm staring at them all right now from this month. And I'm like, I would love to read these five books that I bought this month, but I don't have time. Maybe next month. <laughs> And it's a, it's a constant struggle to just keep on top of all of the reading. And it, it's wonderful and it's great, but it also is, as you say, it, it's book work. Yeah. I think we just have to go rent a house in the Scottish Highlands and shut ourselves in for like two weeks. Could we, though? With, with books and food and wine. And mm. then... Can I bring the cats? Uh, yeah, they're all right. All right. Can, should, I, should I bring Scottish fiancé? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Girls trip. Yay. I'm in. So, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I think you should definitely do that. Um, so, Lindsay, what what do you what do you typically read? What do you turn to when you're you're looking for a good book? I imagine we got a little bit of a preview in some of the authors that you named for your podcast, but you know, it just it really does vary. Um, it, I go through stages. I will go through historical romance, uh, like a champ. That's probably one of my top true escapes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't read as much contemporary romance or contemporary fiction as I would like just because I feel like it it veers pretty close to whatever I'm writing or my own voice um so you know I don't know why I I still I've been told to shake that off that that doesn't affect it (laughs) but it still feels it feels dangerous and sticky to me um yeah I I do like a a a memoir or um or nonfiction. I, I got through a couple of those this summer, I, which was kind of enjoyable. One was very depressing. Um, <laughs> I won't talk about <laughs> it right now. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, and um, let me think. I just, I kind of float and see where I'm going. I do like a good mystery. Um, but again, I'm very conscious of tone and... There, it's more like I, I don't want anything too dark to slip in, um, sure. just because that's not enjoyable to me. So I'm very careful about the mysteries I pick up, and um, if it's like a trail of bloodthirsty, you know, I don't know. I just I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I I I will go a little bit lighter, but so not yeah. the gritty hardcore mystery stuff no. where you know people are dying every other page, but something with that's a little bit takes a step back a little bit yeah yeah and has like maybe a lighter tone um I've I've discovered some new ones in those genres this in the last few months that I'm really anxious to kind of dig into do you have any favorite authors that you seem to go back to over and over again yes Uh, yes, I do. Um, and I'm a huge Alona Andrews fan. I was just thinking yes. about that. Ooh, I have read almost everything they've ever written. Um, I think there's some novellas or some like serials that I think have have escaped me just because you know you you don't pay it with someone really prolific. Sometimes you um, you know don't realize what's happened and then they've released like seven books um yeah you turn around and it's just like oh my goodness you have a whole (laughs) library's worth of stuff i didn't even know about yeah i've read everything that um well going back sarah mclean and tessa dare um when i discovered them i just you know ripped through their backlist as fast as i could um dorinda jones i love that series Uh, oh that might be a good one to suggest to you guys I loved the first Dorinda Jones that I read, and I've been meaning to read more. So this was, the first one is, is it First Grave on the Left? Yes. 
it's really funny, Justine. I, I think you would actually really enjoy it. Yeah, I don't want to skip to the recommendations it? part yet, but I'll go ahead. Oh, um, <laughs> you absolutely should. Do it anyway, do it anyway. Um, so Charlie Davidson is the main character. It's a series, I think they're at like, they're, it's about to wrap up at 13 books. So, um, but oh, wow. they're, they're very light, mostly light. Um, she has a great voice, very snarky and funny. She's a private investigator, but she's also the Grim Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> it's really so, yeah. perked up in my seat. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a lot of, she can talk to ghosts, dead people can see her. Um, there's great secondary characters. Almost every single male that crosses her path is extremely hot. Yes. Um, it's strange how that happens. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, how about that hot guy? How about that hot guy? But there is one main uh, romantic uh, interest throughout mm-hmm. the series. And, um, and he's pretty hot because he might be related to the devil. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and, um, but yeah, I've, I I can binge that series. And that once I finish, and it's rare that I get to the end of a long series like this, just because, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I go through stages, I, um, I get lost, I lose track, but with Charlie, I have been there from, since I discovered her, so... There you go. Those are some of my main authors. Very nice. Well, since we're sort of in the recommending zone, um, this is a recommendation book podcast. Um, so what would you like to recommend to Justine and me? Well, this is very difficult. Like I did put some <laughs> I put some thought into this because knowing uh, you the way I know you, Julia, and, and going through Justine's blog and I I feel like like I told you at the beginning, I feel like I know you too, Justine. Yay. So there was one <laughs> book I think I already suggested to Julia. Um, so I don't know if it's already come up yet. I apologize if it has. It was The Phantom Tree by Nicola Cornick. No, it Ooh. hasn't. Okay. It sounds intriguing. Yes. Um, it has just released in the U.S., but I believe it released in the U.K. a few years ago. And I'm only basing that on the fact that there are two um, release dates and two covers on, on Amazon U.S. Right. <laughs> so uh, you might want to double check that. But it is a Tudor... Tudor time period time traveling mystery with a couple of light romances in it. Um, There's two different characters. Um, One is the the daughter of Catherine Parr and the other one is related to the Bullens somehow. And they are in Wolf Hall, and it is London, modern-day London, and ancient... Not ancient. Tudor dimes aren't ancient, but <laughs> it is to an American. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... And, you know, just enough supernatural stuff, um, actually, that I wish would have been developed. That would have been my only critique of the book. I was like, more supernatural, but there's just a touch that I don't think it would turn anybody off who wasn't really into that. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's funny that you recommend this because I don't think we've talked about time slip or time travel romances at all. I don't think um, we have. Yeah, on this, on I've this read podcast. very few of them. So I've read a of... lot of them. <laughs> I've read Outlander, so you know that's kind of the big one that a lot of people know. Um, but I am very interested to read more of them because um, I find it really interesting, just an interesting concept, um, having someone who is usually presumably a modern woman who goes back um and kind of the difficulties that come with that there well i will say though this is not a time travel romance though this is a time travel mystery Ooh, yeah so they are both finding romance in their they're not going back and forth to find romance they're going back and forth to solve a mystery which sounds really cool yeah. yeah, and it's kind of got an interesting female dynamic um, be- between these two women. That I don't know how y'all are about um, whether how you feel about friendships in books or yes, sisterhood yes, very, and yes. stuff. Pro-female okay, <laughs> this one is kind a of very... could like, care less about male friendships in books at this point, but yeah, uh, yeah. very pro female friendship. Give me more. This women. one is a very interesting female friendship or um, alliance. Uh, maybe a better word, but um, yeah, I think I think that would be one I would definitely recommend for you too. That sounds nice. really good. I've actually just been looking it up on my phone, and I would really, <laughs> really like to read this. Actually, okay. Well, if you read it, and and then maybe I could hear 
be a part of that discussion because I want to talk to people about it. <laughs> I know. Well, that and that's the thing, right? That's why you recommend books. It's not just the love of the book, but like, please let somebody else be uh, be interested in reading this as well. Yeah. And then the other one, I was wondering um, when I said Alona Andrews, I was wondering if you guys would um, whether you guys had read her or. Never. Okay. And I feel sort of really embarrassed to have written romance for a fairly long time and for that to still be the case. Okay. Justine, have she, you read her or them? She's the one that does the Kate Daniels books. Is that yes. right? Yes. I have heard so many good things, and I actually know some friends who are really hardcore fantasy readers who, like, love her books so much, and I would really like to read them. But so, I, I haven't yet. <laughs> right. Because the Kate Daniel series is also like a 10 book series and mm-hmm. or 12 books, 11 something, 10 books, I think. Um, it, the final one just came out. So it is complete now. So if you did start Ooh. Kate Daniels, you would know it was complete. Um, there's also a spinoff of that that just started. So if you wanted to get on the ground floor. But where I would tell both of you to start would be with the Hidden Legacy series, Ooh, which okay. is little bit more on the romance but in a very cool alternate world where there is um magic like okay. magic has taken over the world basically mm-hmm. so but it's urban fantasy right with romance. i am oh. looking them up right now because i this is this is my time to to get into i've been meaning to read these for ages yeah this would be a good time because the first thing <laughs> the, the Hidden Legacy series is a trilogy right now. I think it's going to continue in some form. Oh, that's but that's perfect. complete. The Kate Daniels series is complete, and they've just started a spinoff. So right. you can kind of, like, pick and choose based on what sounds good. But um, I'm urging as many people right now to to get into that. <laughs> what, what is it about these books in particular that kind of pulls you in? What's, what's the thing that hooks you, do you think? Um, the... The world, I mean, this is the thing. I think you could start seeing similarities between this and The Royal Runaway, which is the world building, um, but you've also got romance, you've also got adventure, you've also got, um, you can have a strong female hero, a strong female heroine, and you can have an alpha male, and um, those are both expected in the genre. Um, Mm -hmm. You can have her have her own powers, he has his own powers, and then Mm -hmm. what Alona Andrews does really well is that they work together. The hero and the heroine find a way to like bring out the best in each other, even if there's there's romance, conflict, blah blah blah. You know, at the end of the day, like in the Kate Daniels series, Curran is this. Curran is the main hero. He is mighty, mighty lion shapeshifter. But (laughs) no, he's not. That's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, but there's some days where he's just like he throws a sword at his wife, Kate, and goes, "Go after him," you know. So I just love that they can both be strong and fight evil together. You know what's really fun is I didn't realize that it's a husband and wife team writing under that name. I had no idea. That yes. adds, like, another level of fun to it. I, I love that so much. I love um, when uh, an author is actually two people writing together. I just find that so much fun and so interesting. I recommend this author a lot to... If I hear... If I have a, a male acquaintance or friend who tells me he likes fantasy, I will recommend Alona Andrews to them just because... Um, once you read it, you can definitely hear um, the males. I don't know. It's. I think it's a very easy part for men to get into. The mm-hmm. weapons descriptions and all that kind of stuff are extremely accurate. Um, it's not like I don't know. I think I think you can tell there that they are both bringing the best parts of them to the stories. Right. Sure. That's really cool. Yeah. It, so this is this is a big gap in my in my reading knowledge so i would definitely be up for that um it sounds like a lot of fun and it also sounds like one of those things where if you find an author you really love you just there's so much available yeah which is a treat right yeah i love that so much so do you find that people when they come to you for recommendations do you have trouble fitting the recommendation to the person or do you um are there sort of some go-to books that you always recommend how do you how do you kind of approach it 
Um, it's it's a mix of basically whatever I'm enthusiastic about right then. <laughs> sure. You know, um, <laughs> this year I you know went through a couple of stages where I kept recommending the same book over and over because I'm like, okay, and and it's also it's so self interested. I also want to talk about it. You know, yes. I just read you know, um, let's say earlier this summer or earlier earlier this year there was um, next year in Havana by Chanel mm-hmm. Clayton, or I think I read it maybe January, December last year, um, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. <gasps> yes! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. And when you I read I've been those... trying to get Julia and Mum to read that, actually. Really? Have, we have a copy of it, yeah. I read it while we were on holiday in France and just, like, devoured I it. so shocked, good. I am Julia. You would not read that book. Well, it's not that I won't read it. It's a logistical problem. My mother um, has <laughs> it, and I have no idea where in the house it is because the house is sort of, like, half unpacked right now. So it's oh. floating around somewhere. Um, maybe Dad knows where it is. I, he also seems so somewhat interested in that. So, yes. yeah, I you would know. love it. I, I yeah, with the old Hollywood and everything, mm-hmm. that's um, really great. And well, and it's funny you guys mentioned that because actually Marla. So Lindsay and I have a an editor in common, and Marla actually emailed me and was like, "Have you read this book? Because I can send it to you." <laughs> I was like, "We already have a copy, but thank you." Marla, send it again if you're listening. They lost their copy. <laughs> it's somewhere. There's this magical place called a bookstore. Go get another one. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, Julia. <laughs> it's, it's just bad when I have my sister and my friend on a podcast <laughs> and I get ganged up on. I like, well, now you know how Justine felt a little while ago. I, I like this. I like it. I can switch sides. <laughs> you can, you can. And nobody's going to fault you for it because both of us are absolutely, yes, we should be reading what we're in the <laughs> what you're recommending. Yeah, so if there's a big book like that that I know is out there and I read it and you know if it's still in the stores I'm just gonna go ahead and recommend that because why not um you know and then I if if they don't if they seem more particular or you know something I'll ask them more questions like my neighbor when he told me he's like oh I love fantasy I don't really have a lot of fantasy recommendations to give him but that's why I was like oh you know what I think I think male even male fantasy readers could find something they like about Kate Daniels series, if you mm-hmm. can get over yourself that there's a woman with a sword on the yes. cover. What? No. <laughs> Never. I know. They're so stupid. But <laughs> Well, it does seem ridiculous to cut off an entire genre just, just because it's supposedly written by a woman, supposedly, and, you know, there's a woman on the cover with a sword, or, you know, whatever. It just, it it really does seem ridiculous. So I am 100% with you as to pulling people over to the side. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's funny because you see that um, for, there's been a lot of conversations on sort of my my part of Twitter, of book Twitter, um, about um, getting boys to read books by female authors or, you know, books that have a girl on the cover and parents or librarians or booksellers or whoever saying, well, he can't read that because it's for girls. And mm-hmm. if we kind of like get him at a young age, <laughs> then we can uh, keep getting, you know, people to expand their horizons a little bit. I, I feel like there's so much out there. And I, I very much admit that I was the same way for a long time. I refused to read certain books. I didn't read young adult for years because I considered it to be sort of, you know, not for me because I was not a teenager and now I devour young adult. It's great. And it's, you know, got so many women who are writing it. There's so many sort of issues that are being tackled in it. And it's just, I I really preach about people opening their horizons a little bit. So this can be our mission. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I find that a really interesting conversation too, because hello, two words, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, book with a male on the cover written by a woman and devoured by everyone yeah Uh, so that should really show you that you it's not about you shouldn't come to it with preconceived notions but you should here's my i don't know my caveat is that everyone should read what they like yes Yes. and so that's my my advice to both of you (laughs) (laughs) is that you know someone's trying to force down like a really grisly psychological crime thriller down my throat is not I'm just gonna you know have to throw it out and say that is not what makes me tick thank you very much but no Mm -hmm. um and I don't 
necessarily want to hear that I should keep an open mind. But, yeah, yeah. But I think I, it, those are more about the tone and the genre and the subject matter than who writes them, right? Well, yeah. and the thing is, you know that that's not for you because you've tried it before, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so if you know it's not for you, it's not for you. That's fine. Um, I think my, my only issue is when people are uh, people do the classic, oh, I don't like that. And it's like, well, have you read it? No. But I have know you I read, don't like Have it. you read anything like it? No. Mm. Okay. Um, that That's where I have a little bit of, uh, you know, wiping whole genres out um, in, in one fell swoop. But I, I am definitely with you where I, I, there are certain things where I've tried, I've really tried, and I just can't. Yeah. Um, and one of my big ones is within the literary fiction world, the sort of like the fight clubs and the really hardcore, like super masculine um, style books. They just don't work for me. I just don't enjoy them. And I've really, really given them a go. And it just unfortunately doesn't click. Um, but also not unfortunately, because you have to filter out books at some point, right? Because there's just so much to read in the world. Yeah, right. don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Justine's perpetual angst about <laughs> how large yeah. her book list is. I was telling, actually, Scottish fiancé when we were hopping on the bus to work this morning that I'm, like, teetering on the edge of getting really nervous, so I'm going to have to start reading really fast <laughs> to make myself feel better. Uh, it just keeps... There's so much stuff. This, this October um, has just been the most amazing month for book releases this whole autumn is just going to be incredible which is great but the problem is is that i need to take like two weeks off of work and just sit and read for the entire time highlands in the scottish highlands a lot of wine with both of you and the cats and it's going to be great (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if you should just leave it up for to chance you know like make a game out of it roll some dice i don't know um i kind of like that idea and just and see what happens and maybe let the universe decide and then say okay i can only do what comes up and also that's kind of like that game where if one book came up and you're like oh no (laughs) yeah you can break your own rules yeah you can say okay my intuition is telling me that is not correct and so yeah um but doing something like that just to kind of lift the burden a lot but i i definitely understand Well, it's funny you mention that because Justine actually, when she was in one of these periods of angst, um, when you were in high school, Justine, you used to make these little origami stars. Mm -hmm. um, And she has like a whole bucket of them on her desk now. And I asked her what it was. And they're the titles that she's written down and made into stars. And you're supposed to, I'm right, right? You're supposed to pull them out of the jar? Supposed to, yeah. And you read whatever book you pull out of the jar. I've not been keeping up with it, so it's not been going well. But I love the idea. a little bit. Not really. Oh, okay. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> I'm actually planning to. I need to. What I need to do is dump out all of those and kind of start again, um, and figure out what I, what's going to be immediate. Put it in the little jar and have that be like my Justine. You you really actually need to to read this as soon as possible, please. Yeah, just have like <laughs> an October. Just send your October selection. Like yeah. whatever else, whether the new releases or pre-orders for October, pop mm-hmm. them in there and say, okay, I'm pulling out one every four days. <laughs> I like something. that. I think I might do that. There you go. It's more <laughs> controlled that way. And you can put all the stuff you really want to read in. Because I know I have that crippling moment of like finishing a book. And actually, we were recording a <laughs> podcast yesterday. And I was right at the end of Laura Griffin's uh, Desperate Girls. Oh, and yeah. so, which I love. Did Marla and, send that one to you too? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and after I begged her for it. So I was sitting there and I just started pulling books off the shelf. And, um, in preparation of like, what am I going to read next and talk to Justine about? And so I think I read out seven different titles. Yeah, and you did. Poor, <laughs> poor Justine does the show notes, so she has to pull all the titles, the links, and the images for everything. Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> so when that episode rolls around, she's just going to like, I don't know, text me hateful things the entire time <laughs> because, but it's true. I just, you know, sometimes you just, it's just on a whim, right? It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a reading list like in class when you're in high school. So it should be enjoyable. Yeah. I imagine that you are fairly busy with uh, everything going on this October, but is there anything that you're really looking forward to reading or um, anything that you want to, anything else you want to recommend to us? Oh my gosh. Okay. Now I'm going to pull up my Kindle app. (laughs) Yes. I should have warned you about this. No. So I did post on Instagram this weekend. I am saving... 
I got an uh, advanced copy of My Favorite Half Night Stand by Christine I'm Warren. I'm so jealous of you right now because it's not releasing in the UK for like a year. What? I know. UK. I know. Please. I know. Get it together. Yeah. Maybe that will come up. I don't know. Maybe the date will move. Um. So I'm saving that. I've got some edits due, so I need to get that done. Um. Let me see. I've picked up. Oh, I've done. I've kind of had a spree lately. A bunch of stuff on sale. <laughs> um. The new Grace Draven I bought. It sounds really good. Have you read her, Justine? I haven't. No. Okay. She's a fantasy romance ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have never read her, but I know a lot of people who like her based on the other authors I like. Um, so I'm going to check that one out. Because um, yeah, this time of year, the fall, you kind of want witchy, um, good Yes. Things. Yes. 100%. I also still have not read, and I feel bad. I'm sorry. Um, I had an advanced copy of The Witch of Willow Hall, which I think you and I both got, Julia. Yes, and I finished that a couple weeks ago. Okay. That would also be a good Halloween one. Okay. Definitely. And, um, yeah, there's probably some others that I just need to catch up on. Um, (laughs) I've also kind of been in the mood for a good steampunk story. I don't know what that is. Um, This time of year, again, you kind of start wanting the darkness. and um, Oh, and Justine, you might have read this. Um, This was on sale, and it's been on my list for at my my Amazon wish list for forever because it's not really like in a genre I read, but um, I've had so many good friends tell me they enjoyed it. Patrick Rothfuss. Aha! The name of the wind, but it was on Mm -hmm. super sale last week, and so I had to get it (laughs) because because everyone told me I should read it. Should I read it? Yeah, so it, that's a really interesting one because it's such a polarizing book. Is it? I hated it. Oh, really? <laughs> this is so interesting. I oh, loved it I... the first time I read it, and then I liked it a little bit less. And I think it's really interesting because it is basically the main character is telling his own story in his own sort of like, um, he's this sort of... Uh, renowned figure. Everyone knows who he is. He has all these rumors and myths and legends around him. Um, and he's finally decided to tell his own story. So he's completely unreliable. And you know you can't really trust the things that he says. And uh, it really either works great for readers or it doesn't. And for me, it was kind of a time of life book. When I read it the first time, I like adored it. I loved it so much. And then I read it again, um, I think when I was like annoyed at men or something like that. I had maybe had just gone through a breakup or something and I hated it. Um, so I'm going to try to read it again and see and see what I think because I haven't read the third or the um, second one. Um, but that's a really interesting book because people like it's either their favorite book or they're just like, no. <laughs> interesting. And so Julia, you were no. No, I was a no. So I started out and I thought, so this is the this is a long multi-year project of me trying to read some books that Justine absolutely loves. And so this was definitely in the first round of her reading it. Um, so I got the book and I was reading it and I, I was engaged for probably the first couple hundred pages. And then I got really... I don't, I don't know if I was annoyed or I just decided I hated the narrator. He's a teenage boy, so. Um, yeah. Actually, he's I, younger. He's, a, he's younger than that, even. I have a tough time with teenage boys. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, no, I, for whatever reason, I just closed it and I was like, you know what? I think I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know a ton of people who absolutely love it and are truly horrified when I tell them that I couldn't <laughs> get through it. Um, but there have been there have been several books where I've just sat there and I've I've <laughs> the worst was uh, that book that was really popular a long time ago. It was not a recommendation from anybody. Oh, I literally okay. just picked it up because it was so much in the zeitgeist. <laughs> so um, it was the historians Elizabeth um, uh, something or another uh, Elizabeth um, Coster. Yeah, Kosturvich? yes, it's the know. vampire one. Mm-hmm. The, but it was supposed to be like the literary vampire one and it got this massive advance and so I I bought it because I was curious to know and I, I was at the time I was definitely reading um, and happy to read uh, vampire books uh, and I <laughs> I remember I got like 500 pages into this 600 page book and I just went you know what I just don't like this I'm just gonna put it down <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I couldn't I sort of couldn't make myself finish it. And my mother to this day is just like, I don't understand you. How are you, my child? I thought she didn't like it either. 
But she finished it. That's oh, a thing. she's okay. a finisher. That's, that's fair. Yeah, I remember reading that, and I remember nothing about it, but I remember liking it. Yeah, I don't know why it wasn't for me, but it really was not for me apparently because <laughs> I I couldn't even make it through the last hundred pages of that book. So it was quite long. Yeah, it was yeah. very long. So, so I think what? what I'm hearing is that I need we need a Slack group so that when books come <gasps> yes. on sale, I can say, "Hey guys, should I buy this book?" And you can tell me if I need to read it or not. <laughs> Well, I don't want to make it sound like Name of the Wind is not a good book. It's beautifully written. It took him 14 years to write it. It's one of the most beautifully written books. It's one of my favorite sort of opening prologue pages or whatever. Um, But it is truly one of those books where there's kind of no middle ground. People either really connect with it and love it or they just don't. Apparently, I fall on both of those sides. So it's a time of life kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, I'll have to try it out now. See see what happens. Yeah, it's funny you say 14 years to write a book. And my first thought was, oh, that must be amazing. Then my second thought was, oh, my God, that must be so terrible. I can't imagine taking 14 years to write a book. Well, the second one, which is out now, um, took seven years. And you can imagine he was on contract and I think that came out in 2012 I was actually interning at his literary agency when that Ah, came out Um, so that was 2012 ish and it is currently 2018 and there's no sign of the third book which is supposed to wrap up the series but we don't know if that's actually going to happen or not Oh God, I'm going to break out into hives. My, <laughs> Julia, I'm with you. When I heard that, and she, she said, well, it's such a good book. It took 14 years to write. And I'm, my first response is, well, that doesn't say anything. Like, <laughs> exactly. Lots All of good books. Can, it's going to be a long time for the next one. <laughs> or Yeah, or it's going to be a very long book. Because mm-hmm. once you take 14 years, seven years, people are going to need to have a lot of content in there. That's what these guys, okay, these guys who take these this guys. to write book, it is. It's always these guys. They need to just be like, you know what? I'm I'm a dude. I'm gonna come up with something decent and just get over themselves and put it out there. That's what. Go to a romance <laughs> conference, learn from the ladies oh who write gosh. eight books a year and produce really imagine. quality books. Yes. Yeah, this year that's incredible. I wrote Sisterhood is Deadly in two weeks. Yeah, wow. that's amazing. I but, think my fastest yeah. was 39 days. <laughs> I've never written a book, so I'm just sitting here in awe. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you just put your head down and do it, I don't know, maybe... And there's Honestly, definitely... if I was him, I would hate those books. If I, I, I assume we're talking about George R. R. Martin. If yeah, I too. was him, yeah. I would hate those books by now and be like, no, screw you guys. I'm not finishing. <laughs> Just on principle. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I guess that means I'm not a very nice person. Don't we all kind of suspect that that's what's going on, though? I mean, that's, I think that's exactly what's happening. That, yeah. It's just I a kind of thumb, thumb at the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or that, that's the thing, is that I'm, I'm always a big proponent in my own writing and with my friends. If you're not enjoying it, if you're not loving it, don't do it. Because really, yes. at the end of the day, you're lying on your deathbed, like, going, why did I waste 14 years on a book that I absolutely hated? Oh, mm-hmm. because... Yeah. A bunch of people I don't know were waiting on it. I mean, I guess. Right. I guess if that makes you happy, but <laughs> <laughs> if international approval and prestige and money make you happy, Lots but you know, for the yeah. rest of us, we're just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I wouldn't mind his advances, but still. Yeah. But you know what? I think. I mean, oh, I don't know. I just think that these guys again, they could write really good stories in three years. Mm-hmm. Like, they obviously have the talent and the imagination and the ideas. Like, just write it in three years, and you'd be yeah. so much happier. No, I'm with yeah. you. I'm completely yeah. with you. And just think of the pressure that would be off. Oh my God. Like, yeah. George R. R. Martin can't, like, take a walk to the grocery store without someone jumping on him and being like, What are you doing? Are you not writing? I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Honestly. Why are you eating food? <laughs> Stop breathing. This is not allowed. <laughs> if I were him, I, I would very much just be like, you know what? go away. I don't yeah. like any... And th- I'm saying this as someone who is very, very eagerly awaiting Winds of Winter. Oh, is that what it's going to be called? Yeah, yeah. You can see how closely I've been paying attention. <laughs> it's Winds of Winter and A Dream of Spring. And I've read, the the I've, I've read them oh, all, too. Lord. I've read them all, too. But I, I, at this point, I've just decided it's not happening. And just, yeah. and just just for my own, like, I don't get disappointed then. He doesn't want to do it. Yeah. I have this wonderful Game of Thrones series mm-hmm. with very handsome people in it that mm-hmm. I can watch and I will yes. just make up my own fiction there. <laughs> yeah. I think that probably makes you a much happier person for probably. it. My thing yeah. is that 
uh, so Game of Thrones was a big deal for me because it was really, I had two big fantasy phases. One sort of pre-internet, so I couldn't look up what books I would like if I liked Lord of the Rings. And then I read Lord of the Rings again when I was uh, just out of college. And um, I looked up what would I like if I like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Ended up finding a Game of Thrones, and then I saw all of these um, uh, posters on the bus with Sean Bean for the show Game of Thrones. And I was like, well, I love Sean Bean. So I read Game of Thrones, and that kind of launched me into the fantasy reader that I am now. But that being said, there is so much incredible fantasy out there. If people want more stuff like Game of Thrones, if they're tired of waiting, there's amazing stuff out there. You can find other things, and when the next book comes out, I will absolutely read it, but I'm not sitting here, like, you know, monitoring his movements, you know? (laughs) There's other stuff out there. It'd be really weird if you would, if you were. We'd we'd have a conversation. But you'd be an adorable yeah. little stalker, though. You'd it be, would you know, be, you yeah. would look so like he wouldn't be scared of you. Probably not. He'd be like, "Oh, look at this Anglo-American." <laughs> I don't know. She wields a pretty, uh, a pretty, a cat with pretty angry eyebrows. That's so maybe, true. maybe the cat would scare her. Scare well, him yes. Off. If you bring so the cat on stakeout. <laughs> That's funny. I like that idea. <laughs> Justine and Sophia adventures. Yes. Att- adventures of attack cat. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you very much for joining us. This has been so much fun. And I, I feel slightly shamed. And also, like, I have some really good recommendations, which is a really good state for me because it means I'll actually read them because uh, the shame is very motivating. <laughs> No, I, I don't want. I don't want shame. I want action items, and this is yes. Julia Ooh, Kelly I like thing. That. You need an. What is? Our, what is? I'm not leaving here unless you guys set an action item. So, what book are you going to read next? So I'm going to read one of the Iona Andrews books, and I need to decide which of the series, but I'm thinking, did you I say it's Magic hidden? Bites on the Kindle, so <laughs> okay. uh, I did that like 10 minutes ago. So Justine, Justine can be your favorite podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Bites would be good, yeah. I, I, if y'all don't want to read the same one, um, for you, Julia, you might enjoy The Burn for Me a little bit more. Okay. Because okay, it is cool. a little bit in the romance. The, the romance is in Kate Daniels' um, you know, it's there, but it's definitely like you have to get through like five books before you know, an HEA. Well, I, I am sometimes a glutton for punishment, definitely. I stayed with Stephanie Plum way longer than I should have. And honestly, yeah. it wasn't for the stories. It was because I wanted to figure out who the hell she ended up with. <laughs> All right. And then I just bailed. I read eight of them and I still don't know. Yeah, so that's why I always ask. I always ask how many people, how many Stephanie Plums they got through. So Justine is eight. How many did you go through, Julia? I don't remember if it was six or seven. I would say okay. I'd look at the plots, but the plots are always really similar, so I'm not sure that that would be yeah. very helpful. It's the time they got Bucky, the the used car salesman, and yeah, it's, it's all the same. And the funeral right. home and the and grandma. A car blows okay. up. Yeah, yeah, cars always blow up. So I think I got to 12. I'm oh, impressed. Wow. But There's like 25 was, of them, aren't there? Something. Yeah, different? and then I think it was one of those cases where I just couldn't. I needed a break. But okay, so who who is team what? Who is team oh, Joe? Ranger. Who's team Ranger? Justine? Definitely Ranger. Is Ranger the the cool one and not the ex cop yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, I like him. The, the like body the cool bodyguard guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's Def- cool. Okay, I like good. Him. We're all on the same page. Team Ranger. Yes, definitely. Yay. Yeah. It, well, that's the thing. Like, it seemed really obvious which one she should choose. So at some point, I was just like, I've made the decision for you. Goodbye. <laughs> now this is over. You are married. Right. Or know. at least in my head, things yeah. are happening. Yeah, I don't understand people who pick Team Joe. But it's okay. No, I didn't understand I in True Blood, Suki Stackhouse books either, why people would pick no. Bill over Eric. But that is Me probably neither. podcasts uh, for another day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We can get Scottish fiance in on that because he has very strong opinions about uh, True Blood. So, yes. <gasps> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the man has layers. He really does. Interesting. All right. Well, we don't have to have that on the air either. But thank you guys so much for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. We really appreciate you coming on and want to wish you wonderful, wonderful luck with uh, the release of The Royal Runaway. Yay. I, having read it and very strongly recommended it to Justine offline as well as talking about it on the podcast, uh, we're just really excited for it. So Thank you. And you guys, since you're in the UK, please tell, because um, it's being published there, and I feel like it's, those are like out of my control. Like, I can't go down the street <laughs> there and tell people to buy it. So will you all do that for me? 
Yeah. Justine has this incredible network of, of book bloggers over here. So I think she has a, <laughs> I think she has a moral obligation to do that. I think I might. That's fine. Thank you guys so much. Well, we, again, we want to say thank you to Lindsay um, for giving us fantastic recommendations and also for being our very first guest. Um, yay, for all of you listening, yay. we want to make sure to ask you to subscribe uh, to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. You can also help us out by leaving a review. As you know, it helps others find <laughs> bookish content and um, also a little bit of sibling rivalry as we have found just you and me completely <laughs> disagreeing about books on this episode. So there you go. Um, and don't forget to follow us on social media we are at never read pod on twitter and you can also find us on instagram and facebook under you're never gonna read this we also have a website that is you're never gonna read this.com because we Super like creative. to keep things simple um and you'll be able to find full show notes if you heard a book mentioned uh on the podcast and you want to find out more you can find links to them there and we also have a lot more content we do, and Justine's going to have a really fun time writing up the show notes for this one because we Yay. talked about so many books. <laughs> I thought Until it would be simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. One no, book, no. Not, not, no, not with me. Just the Royal Runaway. <laughs> yeah, you, you're always going to get extra books with me. Sorry. It's <laughs> great. I love it. Um, so until next time, we want to say thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>